Well, grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible, and let's go ahead and get right into the message for this morning. Say this out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible, so I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening, Monday through Friday. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now, everything I touch, everything I touch now turns to success. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this, another opportunity to come before you to receive a word from you. We know that not one word from you is void of power. So we pray right now that you'll speak through my mouth your indelible word, that your word not return unto you void, but it accomplish that which you intend. We pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be by demonstration of your spirit and of power that our faith will not be in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of your word, in the power of God. We're open to the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. For those that are listening right now in this moment, we pray for utterance that will remove burdens and destroy yokes in their life. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, open with me in your Bible, if you would, to Matthew chapter 18. We are continuing, gathered together, a brand new series that I started last week. And uh, boy, what I have for you today is powerful. So we're just going to get right into it. And I hope you're already excited about it. The title of this message in part two of this series, Gathered Together, we're going to look at why should we gather together? And we're going to answer that question. There's 10 reasons why. Now, there's no way I can get to all 10 today, but we are going to look at five out of the 10 reasons why we should gather together. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20 Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. He said, for where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. We're living in a time right now where gathering together is actually socially disobedient, uh, where the, the, the nation has essentially mandated that people not gather together in groups and, and obviously outside of your normal, your normal family members. There's essentially a stay at home order mandate that's in place. And 
I mean, restaurants were closed so that bars and, and fitness centers were all shut down so that people would not gather together because of this pestilence, this disease uh, that was so deadly and so impacting. It literally shut the world down. And what was the result? People were left in isolation. Where have you been left? I was listening to a message as I was flying on the plane uh, this week. And in it, in the pre-service announcements and, and, and so forth, they took a video of a family talking about their experience and what it's been like to have to do church online. And one person remarked that two or three weeks had passed and they were like, wow, wait a minute. I haven't, I haven't gone to church online in two and, and then three weeks. And they were, they were saying that to say how important it was to, you know, acclimate to the environment and to, and to make sure that they're still getting the word of God. How's that been for you? I know, you know, we're a congregation of hundreds and the, I, I just sense in my heart that even in our congregation, we've not gathered together around the word as consistently as we should. The word's been going forth. Messages are being preached. But is it like for you, for, is it for you like it was for this woman that maybe two or three weeks have gone by and, you know, you didn't catch that service or you know, maybe you're not watching right at the moment that we had the service. Maybe this is not 1030 a.m. or a little bit after that on Sunday morning. Maybe you're watching this a little bit later. Have you gotten essentially what I'm asking and the challenge is this. Have you gotten away from the word like you should or normally would since this pandemic began? I believe with all my heart that God is calling for the body of Christ to gather together once again. And I pray that you hear the heartbeat of God as we get ready for in-person services and to get back to a place of communing together in worship. It is the will of God for his children, no matter what's happening and no matter what order comes forth from any government, it is God's desire for you and I to gather together in a place to worship him. There is biblical precedent that is set. Well, I'm going to share today five reasons why we should get, gather together and not just off the top of my head. These are biblical reasons. These are the word of God on the subject. The first one comes in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20, our foundation for this entire series. He says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of him. So in this message, I'm going to show you from the word of God what happens when we gather together. The first thing that we see from the word, number one, is that Jesus shows up. That in and of itself should be enough for you and I that no matter what's going on in the world, no matter the weather conditions, I mean, a hurricane could be bearing down and about to hit 
in the Houston area on a Sunday morning. And I mean, sure enough, you're thinking, oh, I've got to evacuate or, you know, or let's say that the hurricane is is set to hit on a Monday. Listen, on Sunday morning, I don't know where you are going to be, but I'm going to be in church. I'm not going to be buying water and extra tissue and so forth. I'm going to be in a place where I can say, God, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Why? Well, I could tell you the reason why I would be at church is because I want to be where he is. And he said where two or three are gathered together in his name, he says, there am I in the midst of him. Tasha Cobbs has a song that's been in my mind. Uh, there's a lyric part portion. She says, I want to be where you are. I, I, I got to be where you are. Peace is where you are. And I'm here to tell you, I want to be where he is. And, and where he is, is when, when believers, two or three of his disciples, whether it be two or three or 20 or 30 or 200 or 300, wherever believers gather together in his name, whether it's a prayer meeting, whether it's a praise conference, or whether we're preaching the word of God, God, when two or three are gathered together in his name, he himself, Jesus, shows up. Can I get somebody to say amen? So the first thing I want you to see happens when we gather together is that Jesus shows up. Now, now think about that. It's in, and even in light of the coronavirus, and we're preparing for in-person services, you know, we got the hand sanitizers and, you know, we're prepared to wear the face masks. And, and all of that is so that we don't, you know, come together and, and end up contracting a deadly disease. Now, this bothered me from the very beginning. Think about it. They were saying, don't go to church because you could get coronavirus at church. That, that, that doesn't make sense in my spiritual mind. I'm not talking about the carnal mind. You know, they've put on order going to church like going to a movie. I can understand don't go to the movie. I can understand don't go to the gym. I can even understand don't go to the gas station. But when you say don't go to church, my spiritual mind doesn't calculate that. I can tell you why. Because when the world doesn't have the answer to a sickness and disease, I know that Jesus does. He is a miracle worker he is a, may, a way maker and he can deal with any demonic disease glory to god I'm trying to calm myself down but i'm just stirred up about this the last place that i should ever expect something bad to happen is at a church why because jesus said where two or three are gathered together in my name i'm right there in the midst of them there ought to be safety where he is. There ought to be protection where he is. Glory to God. And we just thank you, Father, for manifesting yourself in our midst when we gather together. Let's look at the second reason in Mark chapter 2 and verse 1 through 2. Again, he entered in Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. I want to be where he is. Immediately, many gathered together, actually uses that phrase. 
Many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. The second reason why we should gather together is because when we gather together, the word is preached. <laughs> Come on, Faith Family Church. If you don't get anything else out of this ministry, you're going to have a word. You're going to have four or five scriptures, maybe maybe 20 or 30 scriptures. In some cases, you are going to get the word of God preached when we come together. Amen. I want you to notice in this Bible story, again, he was in, he had went into Capernaum. And it was heard that he was in the house. Again, thinking about that Tasha Cobb song, the lyric that says, I want to be where he is. She's singing to the Lord. I want to be where you are. I got to be where you are. When they heard that he was in the house, immediately many people gathered together so that there was no longer room for them to receive them. I mean, they packed the place out. On next Sunday morning, I'm believing with all my heart that we will be stunned, not at how few of people there are, but that, that, that hundreds of people showed up, chomping at the bit, ready to worship and to give God his due. We've gone to work, we've traveled, we've gone to the grocery store and the restaurants, and we've gone out about even though we were protected, and now we're about to honor the Lord in getting back to church the way that we should. And I believe that there'll be, the room will be full. And we in the room will not only be full of people, it'll be full of faith. It'll be full of healing and it'll be full of deliverance. Glory to God. And we're going to preach this word from the Lord. Are you getting excited about this? I am. So the second reason why we should gather together is the word is preached when we gather together. Let's look at the third. In Matthew chapter 13 now, verse one through three, on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the sea and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. Again, this, uh, you know, first of all, this phrase gathered, gathered together is throughout scripture, probably about 80 different times, depending upon what translation you look. And I'm not making this up. God is saying something to us. We won't look at all 80 references, but God is saying something to us through the word in this message. He wants us gathered together. Something happens woo, when we gather together. Well, Jesus shows up. The word is preached. Number three, the third thing that happens is revelation knowledge happens. The spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge begins to flow when we gather together. In this particular moment, I mean, great multitudes gather together. I mean, thousands of people that, you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, that was 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. This could be a moment where there are thousands and thousands of people gathered together for church. 
And notice what happens. Not only did the word of God go forth, but the spirit of revelation knowledge began to flow. Jesus preached the single most anointed message as he described. He said at the end of preaching this message about the sower sows the word, sower sows the word. He said, if you don't understand this message, then how are you going to understand all the other messages? Because all the other messages are tied. This is the grandfather of them all. They're all tied to this message about the sower going out to sow the word of God that that word from God is sown into the heart. It was sown by the wayside, sown upon stony ground, sown amongst the thorns and the thistles, but then it was sown in the good word and revelation knowledge flowed that day because they were gathered together with him to hear the word and revelation came. Woo, are you seeing this today? Let's look at the next one. In 2 Chronicles, Chapter 20. I won't have time to look at all of this as we're nearing the end of this message. But in verse one, the Bible tells us that it happened after this, that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others besides the Amorites, Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Now, maybe in your life, you're like Jehoshaphat, where you're not just dealing with one issue. You're not dealing with, with just one problem, that there are several things that look like have surrounded your life. And as it were, your back is up against the wall. The Bible said that the, that it happened that these people came to, uh, together against Jehoshaphat. Of course, we know that Jehoshaphat then challenged the people to seek the face of God. And when he challenged them, they came. Verse four says that so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now think about it. There are armies that are about to attack. You think that people should be hunkered down. You think that people should be on the road, on the run. But what happened was between verse one and verse four, Jehoshaphat called for a fast. He said, folks, we got to seek God. And they, they didn't seek God from home. They didn't seek God from the internet. They sought God gathering together with the man of God. They had church and they came together like verse four said to ask help from the Lord. Listen, you can ask help from God at home, but where two, hallelujah, or three, glory to God, are gathered together when you've got problems, when you've got situations, it, it, it it's, it's important, you know, for believers to come together. He said at the beginning, if two agree concerning anything uh, that they ask, uh, that it shall be done for them of our father, which is in heaven. I mean, there ought to be a place that you can run to when trouble comes. There ought to be a family. There ought to be a faith family that you can call upon in your time of trouble. Glory to God. Woo, man, I'm so stirred up. I got to calm down. Glory to God. So I want you to get this picture. Trouble came. The man of God said, hey, we need to seek the face of God. The people of God say, you know what? Come on, we're going to do this together. They gather together to seek the Lord and ask to help. 
Jehoshaphat pray one of the most anointed prayers we have recorded in scripture. Read your chapter this week. I mean, he said, God, you are God. You created the heavens. You created the earth. You spoke through your sons and your, your prophets. You said that if trouble comes, that we can call upon you and that you would come through real big. These armies have come up. I mean, you got to read this. This prayer is anointed. He was like, these folks have come up and I know we're not able to do it, but we know that you are able and we are asking you for help. And he got quiet. All of a sudden, the spirit of God began to move. Verse 14, the Holy Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite amongst the son of Sapphire in the midst of the assembly. And he began to prophesy. This is where he said, the battle is not yours, but the Lord. But my point is, which is number four, what happens when believers are gathered together? Number four, the Holy Spirit moves. Not only does Jesus show up, not only is the word of God brought forth, not only do we have revelation knowledge that begins to flow but a fourth thing that happens when police when believers are gathered together the holy ghost gets to moving <laughs> oh glory to god i'm thinking about acts chapter four acts chapter two when when they were all together in one accord and in one place the spirit of god began to move and as it was in the beginning when the earth was without form and when and the earth was void and there was darkness all over the place the spirit of god hovered he moved moved upon the deep i'm here to tell you if there are dark clouds that have formed over your life if there's chaos and calamity all around you want to find yourself in a place where you can seek God, where you can gather together with the Lord. Why? Because in a moment when you come together like that, the Holy Spirit of God will begin to move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit moves when we are gathered together. Woo, that young man, he, he, was, he was in the congregation. He said, thus saith the Lord, the battle is that you won't have need to fight in this battle. The battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Woo, man, how did that happen? The Holy Ghost moved. That's what happens. If you find yourself and it looks like you're surrounded, you need, to, this is why we come to church. Yeah, thank God for the technology and technically we are gathered together online. But we got to get the way that he designed it. We're physically in one place in one accord. Where that anointed word can come forth and you can leave fired up. They left this moment so fired up. They consulted among the people and, and they have not, nothing has changed. The army is still bearing down upon them. All they have is one word from God. Listen, all you need, you don't have any trouble. All you need is one word from God. When Peter walked on the water, all he had was one word 
from God. This is why every Sunday morning, you got to get to a church. You got to be in the presence of God so revelation knowledge can flow, so the Holy Spirit can move, so that you can get one word from God. Hallelujah. I pray that when you, by the time you get off this message, that you'll have a word in your heart. I got to get to a church. Whether you're watching this in Iowa or Arizona or Michigan or wherever you may be watching this, I'm challenging you that from this Sunday forward, find yourself in a place of worship. Gather together with the believers. And when you do, be expecting some of these things to happen each and every time. Let the church say, amen. Let me give you number five, and I'll finish with this. In that same chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 22, Jehoshaphat consulted the people. They said, you know what? He said that we don't need to fight in this battle. So normally we got the army, we got the forces, we got the horses, we got the weapons, but we also got the choir, and we, we have the choir for when we worship. And uh, right now, I feel like worshiping. And so the people started talking and they decided, check this out. You got to read your Bible, right? The people decided when, when we go out, let's put the choir out in front of the army because he said we're not going to need to fight. So we're just going to get the spoils. We're just going to get the victory, right? So let's put praise and worship out in front of the service. Come on, let's put praise. You want to know why we enter into his gates with thanksgiving? Because that's what his word says. You want to know why we start the service with praise and worship? Because that's what his word says. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and we enter into his courts with praise. We're about to get the victory, so we might will shout we might as well praise we might as well dance in advance why because he's already given us a victory i won't need to fight this battle hallelujah so they consulted and they put the worshipers out in front of the army and they went out i don't know you know i i, I graduated from famu florida AM university i got a degree in architecture baddest marching band in the nation i mean you know these guys are the, i mean they had some moves and that 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 band leader would go out there and doing all that stuff the baddest band right well i can only imagine with a word from the lord that they got them marching band out there and they were saying for the lord is good and his mercy endured forever for the lord is good and they just kept saying that they kept singing that in verse 22 now when they began notice what happened when they began to sing and praise the lord set ambushments against the people of ammon moab and mount seir who came against judah and they were defeated <laughs> notice what happens when we gather together number five praise and worship happens when we gather together hallelujah glory to god not only does jesus show up not only do we preach the word not only do we receive revelation not only does the holy spirit begin to move we get to praise the lord we get to worship the lord hallelujah and when we praise and worship 
God begins to move. When you're at church giving him glory, God can move on that husband at home. He can move on that wife. He can move on those children's lives. He can move on your finances. Why? Because you have gathered together to give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Ooh, glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Five reasons why we should gather together. Now, the next five I'm going to give you when we gather together. I don't want you to wear your shouting clothes. Amen. Get you a mask that you can breathe through. Come on. Don't get one of them this hard to breathe through. Have you found one this hard to breathe through? Get you one of them real thin ones, you know, that you can breathe through. Because we're going to shout and we're going to rejoice and we're going to give God the praise. We're going to preach that word. Amen. It is time for us to get back to church. Back to church Sunday should be like none other. They ought to be gathering news reports because thousands of people are just gathering to get the word of God. And they're coming out safe and healed and testimonies of people being miraculously delivered and healed. Glory to God. Great things will be happening. Before I close, one of the things that happen when we gather together is we give people the opportunity to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Maybe you were inspired by the preaching of the word of God today. Maybe you feel better because of it. But let me ask you, if you were to die today, where would you go? If you don't know for sure, I want you to pray this prayer with me. God will save you right where you sit. And you'll know that you know, no matter your failures or your faults, you'll know that you know that you've made heaven your home and that you have peace with God. Pray this with me. Say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is your very son, that he died for me, bearing my cross on Calvary. They put him in a grave, but I believe he's alive. I believe he's risen. Come into my heart. Save me from my sin. Lord, I repent for all I've done and I accept your offer of forgiveness. I make heaven my home. You, my God, and Jesus, my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the faith family. Get into a good word, church, and you'll see great things happen in your life. I'll see you in person and online next Sunday. I love you. Remember this, Jesus came so that you can experience a better life. I'll see you next time.